0: And I'll be sharing with you about dealing with the spiritual blindness. Dealing with the spiritual blindness. self so after me. I mean dealing with the spiritual blindness. Say, say it again. Say it louder. Dealing with the spiritual blindness. So, um, you, you know, the things of the Spirit are very important that we need to understand that we should be able to deal with things like uh, spiritual blindness. It's very important. To understand this revelation and to understand this secret and how God operates and how we can operate as well. All right, we got a lot of people today watching us from different countries and different places. I'd like to welcome you. All right, just show me different um, uh, inside cameras. Just show me different. Yes, different places, different countries, and this is amazing to have you uh, wherever you are, God bless you all God bless you. You know, I can see a lot, of, a lot of you. You are here. God bless you. This is amazing to have a lot of people right now. This is very powerful. Right. Now, hear this. And I'd like to share this with you all. That it's very, very important. Okay. This is very, very, very important. You know, as I said, we'll be dealing with this subject matter. Spiritual blindness. And um, I want us to go to the book of John chapter 12.
1: John chapter number 12. From verse number 20. Mm -hmm. The Bible says. And there were certain Greeks among them. That came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip. Which was of Bethsaida of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And desired him saying. Sir we could see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Philip cometh. And telleth Andrew. And again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus answered answered them, saying, The hour is come, mm-hmm. the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground mm. and lie, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life is this world in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve it, serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, they shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, he will my father honour. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I into this hour. Father glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people thereof stood by and heard it, said that it thundered. And others said, An angel spake unto him. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sex.
0: Now, just a moment. This is what I want to share with you. I, I don't know if you're following this scripture. Hey, this is an amazing scripture. Uh, the Bible says that, um, um, just understand to hear this. The Bible here says that, you see, oh my goodness, there were Greeks. We know that Greeks were not, you know, they, they Jews. They were Gentiles regarded as Gentiles from the scriptural contents. And, and according to the scriptural contents that are written in the Bible, several occasions, Greeks and all other tribes of so people who were not of Jewish origin were regarded as Gentiles. Now, Jesus is ministering. As he's ministering, he hears that there are some Greeks among them that came to worship at the feast. So there was a feast, and the Greeks also came to worship. And then, when they came to to worship, as twenty one, therefore, Sam came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, "Sir, we would see Jesus." So they also wanted to see Jesus. They had come all, you know. um, um, uh, I I, I believe that they came from Greece because um, Greeks are from Greece. So they had gone to Israel to do worship. And when they had gone to Israel to worship, they said, "No." We will not just do the feast, but we will also want to see Jesus. So the desire to see Jesus. And Jesus says, if you want a seed, and I will understand that. If you want a seed to germinate, he says it must first of all, it must be put into the ground. When it is put into the ground, it must be moistured. And when it is moistured, it must die. And when it dies, it can germinate. What does that mean to you? He says, okay, you must die. So here Jesus is ministering. Here Jesus is preaching. He says you must die to the flesh. If you want to be in the spirit, you must die to the flesh. That's what actually he's trying to say here. When he says that if the seed has to germinate, if you want to put a seed into a new plant, it must die. And then what is inside will begin to come out. And this is the biggest problem. Most of us who are watching right now, we have not yet allowed ourselves to die to the flesh and allow of the spirit that is inside us to come out and germinate. So Jesus says, he says, time is coming. Time is coming when you shall see the glory. The Father shall be glorified. Then he says, Father, and I want you to understand the statement. Father, glorify. I like verse 28. He says, Father, glorify thy name. All right. He says, Father, glorify your name. As he says that, he is ministering about people to die in the flesh and allow what is inside them, their spiritual uh, um, uh, side, to germinate, to come out and begin to manifest out. As he's ministering that, he says, Father, glorify your name. As he says that in verse 28, the Bible says, Boom, a voice came from heaven. A voice came from what the voices say verse 28 of John 12. The Bible says what? Read it for me First verse 28, 28. Yes. It says,
1: "Father, glorify thy name." Mm. Then came there a voice from heaven. A voice from heaven saying, "I have both glorified it and will glorify it again." Now, can you hear the statement? So God says, "I have
0: glorified it." I have glorified it. I guess like this. I just like this. He says, I have glorified it, but now I'm going to do what? I will glorify it again. Did you hear that? I have glorified it, and now I will glorify it again. This is the most important point that I want everybody here to understand. Jesus is speaking to the people. He's preaching to the people. Then he says, Father, glorify your name. He says, Father, glorify your name. As he says that, as he says that, a voice comes from heaven and the voice says what? I have already glorified it and I will do what? I will glorify it again. I have glorified it, but I will glorify it again. Hear me, hear me very well. Somebody must understand that the glory can can be, you see, you can receive another glory. Jesus says, My name, he says, Glorify. He says, My name already is glorified, but I'm going to glorify it again. It doesn't matter where you are. The problem is, people are using the anointing of last week to counterattack the problems of today jesus says i know your name is glorified and 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 i'm asking you to glorify it again and the father says i have glorified my name and i'll glorify it again but i got a problem here i got a serious problem when the father was saying that statement when god was saying that statement he was preaching he was on pulpit he was on altar preaching to the marches of people and then the voice came from heaven Saying, I have glorified my name and I will glorify it again. Can you imagine? Somebody is preaching and the voice comes from heaven. And the voice says, I have glorified my name and I will glorify it again. But guess what people hear?
1: Continue reading. What does the Bible say? Verse number 29. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, the people thereof that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. And others said, an angel spake to him. Wait. So some people said they, they
0: heard a the thunder. Some in the same place, in the same place, in the same context, some in the same congregation, they said they saw an angel speaking to him. Did you hear that? Now when we're dealing with the spiritual blindness, this is what I'm talking about. Can you imagine the same congregation? Some people, are, they just heard a the thunder. They're like, no, 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 no. All we heard was a thunder. We didn't hear anything. All we heard was a thunder. And some people right there they're like, "No, no, no. It wasn't the thunder that we heard. In fact, we saw an angel speaking to him. And Jesus says, "No, in fact, God was speaking to you. Now continue the scripture, what does the Bible say?
1: Verse number 30, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said, "This voice came not because of me. can you imagine, but for your sex."
0: So this voice did not come. So Jesus is confirming. That there is a voice that came up, came down. Can you imagine some people right now are listening. Can you, imagine, you are hearing me preaching to you. But then some people are hearing me preach. Some people are seeing an angel speaking to them. Some people are hearing just a voice. And some people are hearing this is what happens in the spirit. It's not everybody that hears or sees the same thing at the same time. Every person has got something they see or they hear. It's very important to understand what the Bible here is saying. That some people on the same congregation did not hear God. They heard a thunder. How many times you, you heard a certain voice and to you it was just a thunder. Yet in the same voice there was God speaking. How many times you, did you hear a sound of the wind in the house? And to you it was a wind. Yet there was God speaking in that wind. How many times you heard a voice in your house? anonymous voice in your house or you hear the door banging and to you you thought just the door just banged yet there was an angel moving out so you can understand here that there's a spiritual blindness that must be dealt with because some people in the same place they are not seeing what jesus is is going through at that moment and some people are not even hearing what god just said And some people, they have seen an angel. They say, we saw an angel speaking to him. And some people says, no. Actually, we didn't hear. We didn't see anything. No, no, no. Can can you imagine if there was a news where people were like, we saw an angel. And like now I was there. There was no angel. I didn't see him. What I heard me, it is just the thunder that, you know, no more thunder. We heard the thunder. That's all we heard. Yet in that thunder, there was a communication. God communicating to Jesus. Not only to Jesus, but even to the people. That I have glorified you. And I have glorified my name and I will glorify it again. What are we learning in that? First, in that word. That it's not enough when I am in this level where I am today. It's not enough when major one is where he is today. No. The Father must glorify he, uh, himself again and again. God must glorify himself again and again through me. So I should not stand. And be satisfied that I got the glory of God upon me. I got all oh, everything is fine. This is the problem that is destroying so many people. So many women of God, so many men of God, so many servants, so many people. They think they're already there and they don't need a new level of glory. Jesus had to ask for a new glory. He says, Father, glorify your name. He needed more glory, he needed a something, he needed that glory again. And the father said, I will do it again. So there is, there is a possibility. Did you hear that? There is a possibility that we can ask for the glory and there's a possibility we can have that glory again. Did you hear that? There is a possibility we can ask for the glory and there's a possibility we can have that glory again. That's the most important uh, um, uh, point that I want you to have at this point in time. There is a high possibility that you can receive the glory And there is a high possibility that you're going to receive that glory again. Did you hear me right? Okay, if you heard me, clap your hands for Jesus Christ. All right, so let's go in the scriptures. We are now about to go into something else that is uh, very important. All right, so we have dealt with this topic and we have dealt with this statement. You can be in a place where the Father is speaking. And you can hear him or you cannot hear him. Some people can hear the same thing which you did not hear. If you are not careful, you can be blind in your own house. Angels moving like this, right? Demons moving like this, and you see nothing. There's a high level where your spiritual eyes can open. And you can start seeing things. All the people you know in the Bible who, were, who saw visions, they were not praying, apart from Daniel. They were not praying. They were not. Mary, she was just in her house, you know, doing like, you know, work, in like, work, and like, then the angel, boom, came and they said, I'm the angel. Zechariah was in the church about to sacrifice. The angel came. Did you hear that? They were not in the prayer. They were not there. You understand if God calls you, you're already in the spirit. So you must start getting a level where you begin to know that in this cars I'm driving. You see, the Holy Spirit is right here. Angels are right here. As you're walking, you can at any time meet and encounter the supernatural. But the supernatural is not attracted by your prayer. It's not attracted by how much you have fasted. The supernatural is attracted by how much you know. So you should get into a level. Otherwise, all you see in your life, the enemy will start making you all you see are problems. So when you see it, all you see is the problem in front of you. All you see is the, the trouble. All you see is, I'm going through this moment. I'm going... So what do you see? All you see are problems. But you must get into a level where you begin to understand the dynamics of the spiritual world, how it operates. So from now onwards, I don't want you... To ever think, you can only see something when you're in prayer. Or you can see something when you're in the spirit. You're already in the spirit. You have Jesus. The Holy One is with you. He lives inside of you. Whether you sleep, whether you wake up, whether you're driving, whether, whatever you're doing, you do it in the spirit. At any time, this is how you miss things in the spirit. Because according to you, you see these other people, they were like, it's a thunder. So to them, they were hearing a thunder. Others were in the spirit. They knew we were in the spirit. And Jesus says, hey, the voice you heard is actually for you. God didn't bring that voice to me. He was bringing that voice to you. So you must understand this. Before I continue with my teaching, I want to show you five things, okay? Five things that God um, um, does, all right? Oh, there are five things that are involved in your calling. Okay, before I finish, and I'll I'll just, I'll just be very fast. Five things that are involved when God has called you. There are five things that are involved in your calling. It's very important to understand these five things because they will help you to understand the power of dealing with your spiritual blindness. Okay, so you must understand. So when God has called you, there are five things that are involved that you must understand these things very well. They must be in your spirit. They must be inside of you. You must keep them, guard them with all diligence. Very, very important. There are five things. All right? So five things that are involved. Or five things that God makes sure that you get involved when he has called you. And you must know these five things before we deal with spiritual blindness. If you don't know these five things, you will remain spiritually blind. I repeat... If you're watching me now, there are five things that are involved in your calling. There are five things that are involved in your calling. And if you don't understand these five things, if you don't understand these five things, then there is a big problem. You will still remain blind, and you will not know anything, or you will be seeing your problems. You see, what you see, the the devil has been a liar from the beginning. And what will bring you to see are only challenges, are only problems, are only things that you're not supposed to be seeing. First, number one, you must understand when God has called you. God has called you for a life or for you to live a life in a holy nation. Hear this very well. You are called unto a holy nation one of the most factors that makes people to be spiritually blind is failure to understand about where they are. Physically, you are living in a certain or a particular nation. It could be Rwanda. It could be Canada. It could be um, uh, USA. It could be South Africa. That is called a nation because it has got a supreme leader. There is a leader who rules who governs. There's a leader who is in control. And because there's a leadership, that's why it's called a nation. It has all the three arms of government. The executive, the parliament or or, legislature, then there's uh, the law enforcement or the the lawmakers. And then you have the executive, Now, if you understand that, that's what makes a nation. So there is a decision that is made by this. However, when you receive Jesus, God calls you into another nation. Though you are living on earth in a particular nation, there is another nation that you're living. That's why the Bible says, do not be transformed. Or do not be conformed, sorry. Do not be conformed to the patterns, to the standards of this world. Rather be you transformed, you know, to the... Uh, by the renewing of your mind. So you may be in this world and thinking just you belong here. But actually the Bible says there's another nation that he called you to leave. Now when you go into the Bible, let, let's go first to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse
1: 9. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 verse number 9. Mm. The Bible says, Who had served us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace,
0: he called which was us. given, He called us unto holy what? a holy calling, who
1: has called us unto a holy calling, mm-hmm. not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, mm-hmm. which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, before even the world
0: began, so there's the Bible says, God called us not because of our works, but he called us by his own purpose. And his own grace. So, when you are called, first of all, that must not distract you is to have the self implanted righteousness. There are so many people who live in their own righteousness and forsaking the righteousness of God. You are not called to live your own type of a certain life, but you are called to live a life, you see, of his purpose and of his grace. And this is the most important part. The Bible says he, you were called unto a holy calling. He called as the calling you have. It's not just a calling, but it is a holy calling that he had called you for. And that calling, that's what God wants you to live. Don't live in another calling where you have got your own purpose and you think your own type of life. In the book of Romans chapter uh, 10, the Bible says, Brothers and sisters, I bear witness for the Jews, for they have got an ambition to save god they have an ambition to the things of the spirit but they don't do it according to knowledge do you hear that it is from verse one it says they, they they do it not according to knowledge they just do it out of ambition so you can be called by god but it will blind you if you don't you know that the calling you have is the holy calling you are not called unto darkness you are called and to call. You live in another nation. There is a nation of holiness that you live in. So that must be the first thing that you must know that is involved in your calling. And secondly, you must understand that the one who called us is faithful. That's 1 chapter 1 verse 9. The one who called us, the one who called you, is faithful. What do I mean? I mean, if you are called by God, he will fulfill what he said is going to fulfill. Ready for me?
1: First Corinthians chapter number one, verse number nine. The Bible says, "God is faithful, mm. by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ, our Lord." He says, "God
0: is faithful.
1: what?" He is faithful. God is faithful.
0: Who called you to the what? Who called us unto the fellowship? He called us unto the fellowship. So there is a calling. His son. There is a calling for the fellowship with his son. Now, the Bible here says that he is faithful. And it's the biggest problem that we have. There are so many people who don't understand the faithfulness of God. God is a faithful. If you understand that he has called you, you must understand that he is a faithful. This is the problem. I said, number one, understand your code unto a holy nation. All right? The calling you have is a holy calling. Number two, understand that the calling God is faithful. If he has called you, he is faithful. He will remain faithful. He will not allow you to go through those things. The reason why people are passing through some certain things and they are wondering why they're going through what they're going through is because of one reason. And I will repeat this. The biggest reason I'm going to tell you it is that most people who are called by God, they begin to see what they're passing through and what they're going through instead of seeing at their God who called them. In the book of Romans chapter 4, right, from verse 23, it speaks of how Abraham did not stagger through unbelief, right? From verse 16 to, 20 to 24, the Bible says he did not stagger through unbelief. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, hoping and knowing that he who had begun he who had promised he was also able to perform did you hear that so he understood abraham understood the faithfulness of god that god is faithful so if god has called you no matter what you are passing through or what you are facing you must understand one principle that god is faithful no matter what you're going through you will walk out of it no matter the challenge you face you're going to go through it. No matter how people may rise, no matter how challenges may come, no matter how sicknesses may face you, no matter how demons may stand in front of you, but God is a faithful. The Bible says, he who has called you is a faithful. So understand the faithfulness of God over your own um, um, uh, uh, faithfulness, over your own understanding. God is a faithful. The one who called us, is faithful. So understand that principle. And I want you to put this in your spirit that God is faithful. Praise be to God. I said praise be to God. So number, number, two, number one, um, you are called unto a holy nation. You must see that. You are not a sinner. You are holy. You are righteous. You are a righteous person. Say after me, I'm holy. Say I'm righteous. Say I'm holy. Say I'm righteous. Say, I'm so you must understand that, that God has called you and has called your life unto, uh, unto holiness. God called us unto a holy life. And um, number three. Um, God calls foolish things. Okay? God calls foolish things. Don't think that you, you have to be a better person or you have to be rich in order to have a calling. God calls foolish persons, things that look so foolish are the ones that God calls. They are despised, rejected, abandoned. These are signs that God has called you. He calls foolish things. Now, I want to understand that because what is blinding so many people is the failure to understand their calling. When they begin to see how people look at them, regard them as foolish, regard them as what, then they begin to think they don't have a calling. Then they, don't, then they begin to forget that God has called them. When they begin to see challenges around them, when they begin to see so many things that are happening, then they begin not to see the hand of God over their lives. Now, I want you to go into scripture quickly. Um, read it for me. Uh, 1 Corinthians
1: 1, verse 28 to 29. What does the Bible say? 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 28 to 29. The Bible says, And base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, ye and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. The Bible
0: says God chose, God called, the foolish things, the lowly things, despised things. You can't even believe that. You see, when you look, you look at your sister, she's just like my sister. All right? But God has called that person. If people look at you, it's like, mm, this one. But God is going to use you. He has called you in order to show the world that he can call the foolish things. He can call people who don't look important. He can call someone who doesn't look... uh, The Bible says God calls, and I want you to understand the statement. This is what I told you. That's very, very important. It's very important to understand this context. It's very, very important to understand this scripture. God calls the foolish things, despised things. God calls what looks not important. Then God calls it. He says, "I am calling you this thing, and I want to use it." So when you're sitting where you are sitting, when you feel all these type of problems around you, when you see all this darkness around you, all this negative force around you, the reason why God called you, He wants to show the world that He does not call. right? He does not call what you expect to be called. We have important people in the world. But why is Bushiri a prophet? they are important people in the world, but God just took me from, you know, I was, I was very young. You know, I was just very young. And this is why some, the world will not accept it. Like, no, 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 no. If I was maybe, if maybe I was from, uh, 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 from America, from a rich family, or maybe from, people could say, nah, we, maybe we can argue with this. But God called somebody and said, show me power. And this is what I want to say this to you. God has called you from that family. You may not be actually a breadwinner. You may not even be the most educated person. You could actually be a person who they may not even think that you are the one that is going to actually help the whole family financially. People may not even think in the church, you are the person who is going to change everything in the church. You will support the church financially. You may actually look useless. But God, the Bible says, he calls those things. He calls so you must understand. So don't be deceived. When you see things are not going according to how you thought, don't be deceived. When you see things are happening not in the way you are thinking, don't be deceived. When you see things are not happening in the right way, don't be deceived. As I'm saying this thing to you, it's very important. Don't be like, oh, I think because of things I'm going through, I'm confused about my faith. I'm confused about my way. I'm, I'm confused. Yes. God calls such people who are in darkness... God calls such people who are in trouble. He calls those people who are in a certain mess. Let me tell you something. Abraham was barren with his wife, and God called them. He said, I'm calling you. He said, I'm calling you. They had a problem in their house, and God called them. Eventually, their problem was out. Did you hear that? So, God has been and will always cause some that is despised. Look at Hannah. She was abandoned. She was rejected. People laughed at her. Yet God called her to give birth to a son called Samuel, who was the greatest prophet ever in history, in the whole Old Testament. He was a great prophet who even anointed David. She was rejected. She was like a nobody, but God called her. So you must understand that the foolish things, are the things that God calls. So when, when, when you look foolish, when you look despised, when you look rejected, when you look not loved, God calls you. When the world sings songs of, of, of um, humiliating you, when the world sings songs of abandoning you, or when the world sings songs of, of ridiculing you and, or, or make, making fun of you, yes, God has called such people to show the glory. I want to prophesy to you. Surely, they will see how God is faithful. The one who called you is faithful. He called you unto holy nation. And I want to say this thing to you. That he called you. Not just to abandon you. He called you. And I want to um, let you know that your calling could look so foolish. The things that you are in. Or how your status. Or how your life is. Could not be important. You could look and seem not of, of value. Meaningless. But I want to say this to you. I have a message of hope. I have good news to tell you. That God, in that foolishness they are seeing, there is the strength of God. There is the power of God. God is going to take you from where you are. I just want you just to see where you are coming from. Look at your background. You never knew that at this point in time you'd be sitting and watching the man of God preach. Look at, you, at yourself, where you are coming from. It is so much that you, you went through. And some people could not even put you at a the value. They couldn't even see anything important in you. But God chose the foolish things. Never forget that. So you may look foolish, but God calls you. And when they're seeing foolishness, God calls you and makes his power perfect and his wisdom perfect. And number four, that I want you to understand. And number four, that I want you to understand. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. 1 Peter 2 verse 21 what
1: does the bible say verse number 21 Mm. the bible says to this you were called because christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps did you hear that to this you were called all right
0: for what to live as an example moving in his steps So one of other things I want you to understand is we are called to move in the steps or to be examples of Jesus Christ. It says the whole reason you were called. It says to this you were called. I was called to what? To this. To what? To live a life, an exemplary life of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the most important thing that people forget. When people are called by God, they eventually get diverted. The devil diverts their calling and they only begin to see their problems. They only start seeing at what they're going through. They begin to see, oh, I have got um, uh, debts I must pay. I'm sick. Um, I, I have got this disease. I've got this problem. I have that problem. And they begin only to see their problems instead of seeing why they were called. The Bible says, to this you were called. What is it? To move in the examples of Jesus. He suffered. He did this. He went through this so that he can be an example to you. Read
1: again that scripture. 1 Peter chapter number 2 verse number 21. Mm. The Bible says, "To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps." He suffered for us, leaving
0: an example that we Should follow, and then I want you to get that. So even Jesus suffered. It's not only you. Don't don't be like I'm suffering too much. Tell me what's going on. I'm, I'm just too much, and I'm I'm suffering. Prophet, you have no idea. You don't know I'm suffering too. The Bible says Jesus suffered. We were called to this, so that we can follow the steps of Jesus. He suffered. He went through so many things, but that did not change him. That did not change him. He understood the purpose and the grace of God upon his life. As I'm speaking now, he's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's sitting on the right hand side of the Father. He owns you. He owns me. We are his children now because he understood the principle of suffering. And I want you to understand that. So if you are going through a certain suffering, you are just following in the steps because Jesus gave us an example. To this you were called. I was called to do what? To live an exemplary life. Jesus Christ went through it so that I too, I can understand that if my master went through this thing, I can go through it and I can walk out. Never forget why you came on earth. You didn't come on earth to please yourself or to know or, or just be worshiping God. He brought you here to demonstrate the dominion. You have the dominion. He gave you the power over the sea, power over the air, the power over the land. So we are living in this world. When God sees us demonstrating our authority and the dominion, that's what what he's pleased with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Then the book of Genesis chapter 1, and God said, let us make a man in our own image and let him have what? Dominion. What's dominion? Authority. In John chapter 1, the Bible says, For those who received him, we are given, given what? Dominion. They were given what? Authority. So God, all he wants is his people, those who received him. He gave them authority. We have authority on earth. We can command sickness to go. A sickness will go. We can command demons to go. Demons will go. So stop thinking you are um, defeated or something is trying to defeat you. Stop thinking that people are rising against you or something's coming on your way and to destroy you. Nothing can destroy you because you are undestroyable. The seed of God is living and dwelling inside of you. I want to say this to you. If you're watching me at this point in time, I want to repeat this statement to you. And I want you to have faith in what I'm saying. God has got something he wants to do in your life. I said, God, he has something. That he wants to do in your life. And the only way he can do it. Is when you begin to remove the blindness. And you begin to see the, the situations you are going through. Um, it makes you blind. I'm telling you. It, if you don't see how, how holy you are. You become spiritually blind. If you don't see how faithful he is. You become spiritually blind. If you don't even know. That he, he called you, as, you know, um, as a foolish person. As a despised person as you are. If you don't see that, you become a blind person. You'll be seeing how, how, how you are and how your situation is. And if you don't, I repeat this statement. If you don't know that God called you for this, that you should go through sufferings because Christ went through them. At the end of the day, you must show the world that how, how great and how, how big our God is, you still remain blind. So people are becoming blind because they don't even know. They're like, I think God forgot me. He's not answering my prayer. Then they begin to share their situation. Then they begin to see their children. Then they begin to see what they're going through. These are making you blind. You are failing to demonstrate a victorious life. You are failing to demonstrate your calling. You are failing to demonstrate authority in the world. You are failing to save God because there are things making you blind. You don't know how holy you are. You, you don't even know. You know how sinful you are. That's the problem. You should begin to understand I'm holy. I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God. I resemble even him. I even look like him. I am the seed of God. He dwells and lives inside of me. I am righteous. You must begin to understand that I'm not called unto unto, unto, um, the dead works. I'm called unto the holy life. And the one who called me is faithful. You must have all this revelation. You must have all this in your spirit. You must always know that no matter how foolish I may look, No matter how despised I may look, but God called the despised. God called the foolish. God called the lowly things of the world. God called things which are completely rejected. And that's God called me. And he wants me to demonstrate his power and his love. And I will demonstrate his power and I will demonstrate his love. I refuse to remain where I am. I refuse to be the same. I refuse to be in this position. I'm making a decision to move forward. I'm making a decision to take over. I am making a decision to change things. I refuse in the powerful name of Jesus. The moment you begin to understand and begin to go through that revelation, then you know great things are about to happen. Now, um, uh, we go to the last uh, last one, the fifth one, which is what you must know about your calling all things are working together for your good. Number five, all things work together. For your own good. So you can say all things are working together for my own good. All things are working together for my own good. Yes. Yes. Oh, major one, I'm looking for this to happen. I'm looking for this thing to take place. I'm looking for this. I just don't understand what I'm going through. I just don't know what I'm passing through. But I just want to know major Why am I going through all through this situation, all these moments? The Bible says, all things, all things, all things, not some certain things. In your life, all things, whether they are problems, whether they are not problems, whether things are moving the way you thought, whether they are not moving the way you thought, whether there is a miracle, whether there is no miracle yet, the Bible says, all things are working together. Hey, read it for me. Romans 8
1: uh, from verse 28. And we know that in all things, Mm. God works for the good in those who love him. Mm -hmm. Who have been called according to his purpose. Mm. Purpose. Now, did the Bible only say those who love God? No.
0: No, but for those who are what? To them who are called according. To those who are called. Not just called, but according to his purpose. The secret is to understand the purpose of God upon in your life. The Bible says if you love God, It's not enough. But if you are called, according to his purpose, the way you are, you are called. The purpose is all things works together. All things works together for good. To those who love God, to those who are called, according to his purpose. Uh, I'm not not having a job. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. And I feel like this. So, I don't know what this challenge is in my life. I don't just understand why this thing is happening this way. I just don't know why this things are happening that way. I just don't know why this things are happening this way. I want to say this to you. All things are working together. Each other, they are working together for your own good. That date will be cancelled. People will see a testimony. You see your problem that you have. Don't think it's there to despise you and bring you down. It is there because with the moment that testimony will come out. Some people will see the hand of God. Some people will say, surely God is with this family. People will say, surely God has healed him. Surely God has given them children. People will say, surely God has remembered him. Things that are happening right and they may look so tough. They may look so, so complicated. Things may look so difficult for you. But I want to say this thing to you. It was in the same congregation where people were sitting and a voice came from heaven from the scripture we read in John chapter 12, verse 28. A voice came from heaven. And when the voice came, some people heard a thunder. Some people saw an angel. Do you understand? In the same place, some people had something to see and some people had nothing to see. All they head was just a thunder. So you can be in a congregation and you can I mean, can you imagine that Jesus is preaching and a voice came from heaven. This was like the third time. Remember the first time when he was being baptized? The Bible says, and heaven opened and um, um, uh, the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove and sat upon him. And words, words were written. This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. When he was at the mountain with um, James, Peter, and John, the Bible says, a voice came from heaven. This is my son. Hear him. But at this point, he is not at the mountain. He is not being baptized. He is on the pulpit. He is preaching. And the thunder comes. And like, we heard the thunder. Some people said, no, it's not the thunder. We heard, we saw we saw an angel speaking to him. Did you hear that? So there are things that can block someone from seeing what he's supposed to see. As I said, you can get into a level where you begin to understand that I'm not in the physical sometimes and sometimes in the spirit. You know you live in the spirit. You can meet an angel at any time. The problem is, the time you want to see an angel is when you're praying alone. You will never see him because an angel of the Lord or the things of the Spirit are not seen as you pray. No, they are not. They are seen as you understand. They are seen as you understand. As the Bible says, I was ministering I think a week ago when I was saying that your understanding can be darkened. So you must not allow your understanding to be darkened by moving out of the calling that God has called you. The things that are happening right now, let me tell you, they are working together for your own good. I'm saying this to you. Hey, I'm saying this thing to you. Oh, I lost a relationship. Praise be to God. Because something's about to happen this year. And you are going to be in the best, best, best relationship. Somebody's like, I lost a job. Praise be to God. Because the job that is about to come to you right now is from the three of benefits than the one that's just lost. Things are working together for your own good. I prophesy this to you. If you hear me shout, I receive. I said, if you're hearing me now, shout I receive it. I said, if you're hearing me now, shout I receive it. And somebody's like, oh, prophet, because I not understand what's going on around me. And it's like so many things are happening. And everything I try to put in my hands, I can see success. I, I try to do this. It's not working. I'm trying to do this thing. It's not working. The Bible says that language is not on the mouth of those who are called. They don't say things are not working. They're actually, the Bible says, all things are working together for our own good. Even if they don't seem working. But in the spirit, they are working together for your own good. Even in, right now, you may look like you're, you're, you're surrounding and nothing is moving, nothing is working. But the Bible says, all things are working together for your own good. If you hear me, shout amen. All things are working together for your own good. Don't think like I, I, I don't think things are working together. I don't think things are here. I don't think, I don't think, no, my life is on, you know, and my life is not. I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, you know, I, and nothing is working, nothing, nothing is moving. Oh. All things are working together. You will see a testimony. I'm telling you, you will see a testimony. A big testimony. A very big testimony. A very big testimony. I remember a certain time, you know, um, I had a very, very serious challenge. A very serious challenge. You know, at our church. Some of you, I think, you remember. Where you see how the whole church was taken before a commission. Hey, hey, this church. Oh, Bushiri. You know, we're taken before the commission. Hey, you, hey, your church. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. At the end of the day, do you know what was the ruling? The ruling was the church is innocent. And... From now onwards, the church deserve to have the police. The church deserve, because you know, they deserve to have this. The church deserves to have this. Oh, the, the church deserved to from that particular day. Things turned out. When it was happening, people were like, oh, look now, the church is about to close. This is what they were saying. They are closing the church. But the church didn't actually close. In fact, the church opened. Not just opened, but we had everyone from departments, department of governments. Everyone was told that when we are meeting, because it's a community, they, um, they are supposed to lend their services to the church. And it happened. How did it happen? You see, when people were thinking that something wrong was going on, when people were thinking something bad is taking place, when people were thinking something and they're about to close the church, it ended up working together for our own good. When I was going for the commission, people were singing, uh, people were posting, hey, his church is going to, about, he's going to cross now, he's going to cross. Ha da da. Hey, people calling me, don't worry, but we are praying for you. People were so worried and I was not. I knew that all things are working together for our own good. What I want to say to you is if you're watching me right now, what is happening right now? It's going to look like maybe it's a challenge. But I want to say this thing to you, that things are working together for your own good. So many things are working together for your own good. Great things are about to happen. You are about to break forth. Understand this about your calling. That the one who called you is faithful. You are not just saving a God. You are saving a faithful God. He will never leave you nor abandon you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you the way you are. God who called you is holy. God who called you is just. He is faithful he will hold your hand and make you pass through the valley. He will hold your hand and make you climb that mountain. He will not leave you nor abandon you. I prophesy this thing to you in the name of Jesus. The one who called you, he called you for you to live an example. He called you to, to move in the steps of Jesus. He called you to show, to show forth, to, show, to manifest his power. So these are the things you must understand about your calling. Wherever you are going, understand these things about your calling. Okay? I have given you five things. In fact, there are 11 things you must know. But for tonight, I'm teaching about five. Okay? I'm teaching you about five. There are 11 things, but I'm teaching you about five. I'm tempted to give you the last uh, one from the 11 to make it six. Okay? I'm tempted to give you one. Let me just give you this one. Um, he who called you, he called you to show forth His glory. God called you to show His glory. In the book of Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse fourteen. Second um, Thessalonians
1: chapter two, verse fourteen. What, what does the Bible say? 2 Thessalonians chapter number two, verse number fourteen. The Bible says, "Whereunto He called you by our gospel, mm. to the obtaining mm. of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ."
0: Yeah. He called you. How did God call somebody? Do you understand this? What I'm because there is a problem where people be like, Me, I have never heard a calling. I have never heard God calling me. How did God call these people? He didn't call them by coming. He called them by the preaching of the gospel. The way I'm preaching right now. The way I'm preaching, somebody was like, oh, I'm called. Now the Bible says these people, they were called not by God coming and telling them, I have called you. But they were called by understanding that they were called by hearing the scriptures which men of God were preaching. Now, read it again
1: for me. What did the Bible say? Verse number 14, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. The Bible mm. says, "Whereunto he called you by our gospel mm. to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He
0: called you by what? Our what? Our gospel. So, the gospel, a man of God can be preaching and God can call you through the, the, the preaching. So, God called you by our gospel. Right? God can call you by our gospel. And the Bible says He called you so that you can obtain the glory. There is a reason why God called you. He wants you to experience the glory. Now, understand this um, a word sharing that I'm sharing with you right now. But the one who called you is the faithful. He called the foolish things, the despised. He called you. So, don't be like, I'm not called by. By seeing what you're passing through. The Bible says all things are working together for your own good. Whether they are wrong, whether they are right. The Bible says if, as long as you are called, all things are working together for your own good. So you, must, you mustn't be saying like, oh, I think things are not moving. I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll try this. Understand. These can make you blind. Spiritually. You must understand that God calls the fresh things. All things are working together for his own good. For to those who are called. He called them in order to live. A life of example. Moving in the sufferings of Christ. You were called to show forth his glory. To obtain his glory. And to show forth his glory. You were called not unto a sinful nation. But unto a holy nation. You were called by God who is faithful. Alright. So. This can make a person blind. We have so many people right now who spiritually are blind. They don't even know what's going on in their lives. Because they don't actually know about the calling. The calling of God. Now, in the book of uh, John, we have read the scripture. Which says, God spoke and some heard a thunder. And some saw an angel. In Matthew 13. Go to Matthew 13.
1: Matthew 13.
0: Yeah. From verse, uh, from verse uh, 14
1: to 16. From verse number 14. Oh. The Bible says, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esi- Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For these people's hearts is waxed gross, and their ears are out of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Okay, so. When you start from verse
0: 15, the, I mean from verse 13, when you start from verse 13, actually, it says, this is why I speak to them in the parables. Now, what is a parable? A parable is something that you don't understand. So this is why some people, God speaks to them with things they don't understand. It says, why I God communicates to them in a certain way that they just don't understand what's going on with, with their life or in their lives. Now, the parable says, Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, verse 13, they do not uh, hear or understand. So they have got eyes to see, but they don't. There is a certain level of blindness that God puts on his people. So Jesus is revealing that the blindness people have, why they wonder why some certain things are happening in their lives and they don't understand why. He says, in fact, I reveal to them in parables. So some people's lives is a parable. There are so many people, their lives is a parable. They cannot understand what's going on in their lives because it's a parable. Now, the Bible says he has done that because they have good eyes to see, but they cannot see. Hearing, but they cannot hear. Now, the, the, verse 16, and the Bible says, and he turned to his disciples and he said, Blessed are your eyes, for they see what other people do not see. Oh, my God. He said, Blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your eyes, for they see what others don't see; they hear what others do not hear. Blessed are your eyes. Well, other people, right there, he was ministering to them. He's like, you know, you know, see these people. He says these people. He was not telling the people when they said these people. He was telling his disciples, these people. I speak to them in parables. Then he turned to his disciples and he said, I, I. He said to them, he said, blessed are your eyes. So, which means the eyes of disciples were open. They could be able to see things in the spirit. This is why they even saw Elijah, Moses speaking to Jesus. They were able to see the spirit. I can stand here like this and I'll be preaching to you, and you can see nothing around me. And you can be, actually be like in the same church, sitting next day and see nothing. The Bible says, Others they heard a the thunder, others they saw an angel. And they were all together in the same congregation. And others were seeing supernatural things, and others were seeing them, because we should understand that God says there are people with spiritual blindness. They have got eyes to see, but they cannot see; ears to hear, but they cannot hear anything. It is very important that we understand this revelation. It is very important that we have got this revelation straight. We have this revelation, and we understand this revelation. As we keep it, we will remove our spiritual blindness. So, why do people receive things in parables? Why some other businesses are a parable? Why is other people's ministry a parable? Why is other people's lives a parable? They don't understand it. They just don't understand what they are living or what's going on in their lives. I've given you reasons why. I've given you six reasons. Because they they, they may not know. They are called unto a holy nation. They may not know how faithful God is. They may not you know that things that are happening around them are working together for their own good. They may not actually know that God caused the foolish things of the world. God may actually leave you to look so foolish in order to make people look foolish and you wiser at the end of the day. And everybody will be like, hey, he's gone now. Hey, he's finished. Forget about him. Forget about him. Then boom, God picks you up and puts you on top. And those who laughed at you, they see the hand of God. I have seen God doing that in my own life. I have seen it and I keep seeing him doing it. So God sometimes may cause the foolish things of the world. You see, so don't, don't despise that. People, they are blind spiritually because they don't know that God has called us for us to demonstrate his glory, for people to see the glory of God through us. So you are just living like you. You wake up in the morning and you go to work and you come back. And you don't have this to say, I am on a mission. God has called me in this world to show his glory, to show his manifestation, to show his power. Praise be to God. I said, praise be to God. So these are the things that you must begin to understand. And I want every person right now, wherever you are, I want you to pray. I want you to speak to God and say, God, I'm here. I'm here and I understand you called me and you want me to save you and help me to save you and be faithful to your calling. I want every person to pray and say, God, take away my spiritual blindness. I want to see. I don't I don't I don't want to see only when I feel and I think I'm in the spirit. At all times, open my eyes, open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Any block that is hindering me from seeing your glory, from seeing or from saving you. Or from understanding what I am. Oh Lord, take it out. Wherever you are right now, raise up your hands and begin to pray. Pray. Don't look at your neighbor or because you're alone or there are people. I just want you to open up your heart and pray to God. That Heavenly heaven and father help me right now, I totally give myself to you. In the name of Jesus, just pray wherever you are. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray.
1: Wherever you are, Pray. rika shika toshe mi baranigo dalaki de le bosha bara pendo varad clonas